Welcome to the Hagerstown Reunite Podcast. It's your host, D. Greasy, a.k.a. The Commish. We've got a lot in store for you all today. Uh, Tom, um, nice win for both of us this week. It's good to, and also great to have back the pod. Oh, yeah, man. It was definitely a good week for it. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that, uh, you know, we, we kind of solidified our spots there in the playoffs. So I'm, uh, you know, always happy to, to take the W and, and uh, you know, feel, you know, like I didn't, I had it completely in charge. So uh, thrilled to have us, uh, thrilled to have it, um, you know, the win here today. And, uh, you know, I hear we've got a, a quite the special guest on today. We, somebody we've been waiting on for, for weeks now. Yes. Uh, he, yes, Tom. We've had, we've been, this guest is so busy and booked. We had to go through his own agent. It took us three weeks to get the man himself, Brian Gallagher. Brian, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, gentlemen. How's it going today? Doing it's going right. good. Yeah. Good. Hopefully, hopefully no hard feelings, you know, while we talk about a recap about our matchup this week. Uh, and it was quite quite the quite the nail biter at first, and then, you know, we could talk a little bit more how that panned out, but uh, hopefully no hard feelings. Oh, no hard feelings. It didn't, uh, didn't quite go the way I was hoping, but, you know, that's the way the, the cookie crumbles, as they say. Uh, perfectly. But, so, speaking of that, let's, let's jump right into the recap, guys. How'd that work? Let's do it. Uh, all right. So, so the first match, and we'll start with here with what I thought was the matchup of the week. We had the, probably the hottest team at the time, Alan So going against you, Tom. And Tom, you put the beating on him. You almost doubled his score. You beat him almost by over six, over sixty points. We're all very close to it with great performance all all around. Especially with, you know, CD Lamb really turned up. It especially got a zero from Hawkinson. You know, how did you feel about that dominating win? I mean, you know, here here's the thing I, I was kind of uh, banking on with this this week. Um, I felt well, first of all, it felt great. You know, obviously to go up against an, an opponent that I've been touting as like my like it's kind of like the dark horse player I, I picked for like winning this league, if, if you will. A few pods back, I was saying that they were potentially my number one team on on the season. Um, but it all depends on the matchups, right? And his matchup depended on, you know, the, the Rams doing well against San Francisco. And as anyone that watched that game saw, they did not do well at all. And, uh, and so his, his main part of his lineup just, you know, they didn't show up. Um, he still got tons of production from Jonathan Taylor and, um, you know, Fournette had a, you know, a solid game and a loss, but, uh, for the most part, I would say like it definitely turned out. Uh, well, in my favor, uh, that he had Jamar Chase on by, um, and then a lot of his other guys just didn't perform. So, um, felt good to get the win and also get the top score of the week. Yeah, it definitely was. Brian, what did you think about that matchup? Because I, I mean, I had my eye on it, but it was definitely not as exciting as we thought. Which one? The, uh, the, the, the Alan So versus Tom Maloney Tom, here? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't hurt when you get, uh, 22 points from CD Lamb, and it also doesn't hurt when you have a 20 point advantage with with the defenses. The uh, the 14 points for the Colts and the negative five for the Falcons really kind of put a damper on. Oh, it definitely did. <laughs> uh, I know I'll say to go into the next game here. Speaking of dampers, Bobby's team whew, that has been a damper all year. Been one of like, again. I will reiterate the worst drafting team of all time. Tom Brady didn't do much, but he did get some. He did get some production from Al Carter, but. You know, Will's team, as we called it, been calling the juggernaut of the season, you know, definitely had some great performances from Tyreek Hill and Debo Samuel, both getting 20 points plus from his receivers. So, so Brian, I'll start with you. What did you think about uh, about that, that matchup? I mean, if we're going to be honest, 75 points from Bobby really isn't that bad. <laughs> Especially when you only get 2.4 from Darren Waller. I mean, he's getting some production. It's not obviously the best. Um, Michael Carter is a good pickup by him. He's putting up consistent points every week. But when Miles Gaskin, Van Jefferson, Elijah Moore, you're not going to weekly get like 15 points from all of them. So already going into it, it's a bit rough. And then when Debo Samuel, Tyreek Hill all go off, it's kind of a, an uphill battle for him the whole time. 
Yeah, Tom, what did you, what did you think? I mean, you know, I, I, I got to agree. Um, if this if this league were something like a, a 30 a thirty week league and, and there was like three seasons worth of football in it, I could see Bobby clawing his way back into contention because he's got some great pickups off the waivers. Yep. But for, unfortunately for him, it's only, you know, 18 weeks long, 17 if you don't count that last week. So uh, it's it's going to be, you know, he's not going to be able to climb that, that hill that he's got in front of him. Um, you're right. Will's team performed as they should. They, they had a, a great showing, um, even with the potential injury to Patterson. Um, I mean, all of his wide receivers did as, as they're expected to do. And yep. uh, when his team's clicking, it's pretty hard to beat him. Yeah, I think you're right. Will's team is, again, proving why his, you know, he was number one in the power rankings and is still, uh, still moving right along. Um, but the next match uh, we have here was speaking of Will, Will's practice squad, and I titled this the Toilet Bowl game: uh, Sentiment versus Dan Hare. Two two and seven teams, you know, at the time, someone has to win that game, and you know, Dan Hare was able to pull it off, mainly due to just that uh, Dak Prescott putting up about twenty six points. Uh, Dan Hare should be thanking Brian Gallagher for that win there because he uh, with that trade early in the season, but. Uh, so Brian, what do you think about that matchup? Uh, well, to start with, I think Semin probably should have started a wide receiver that wasn't injured for the week. <laughs> uh, Chase Claypool was not the way to get a victory. Um, yeah, I think we knew Thursday or Friday that he was going to play, so we had plenty of time to either pick somebody up or throw in someone else. But uh, it it did not did not start well for him, and it certainly didn't end up end well. Barely getting fifty points there. Yeah, I think we all know Sediments had a tough time scoring. Tom, what do you think? Yeah, no, that's um, that's certainly a one way to look at it. I felt like, uh, you know, I, I take some pride in uh, helping Will's practice squad get the victory here because <laughs> their top performers, James Robinson, my boy. You know, yeah. I mean, like Dak doing Dak things. Hey, twenty six points, nothing to nothing to sniff your nose at. He had a good game. Um, and I mean, when you when you wallop Atlanta like they did, I mean, it's hard not to. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, just a great, um, you know, I mean, enough to win the toilet bowl game type of performance. Uh, you don't have a ton of production anywhere else on either of these rosters. Um, and we kind of, at this point of the season, it's kind of at that expected point, but, uh, you know, good win for, uh, for Will's practice squad. When you can get a win and only get 13 points from your wide receivers, you're doing something right. Or the other team is not doing anything right at all. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> couldn't agree more on that one um but the last two games we got here we got i, th- I thought were two excellent games uh, the first one being a, i would guess we call an upset and a mu- i would almost think a must win for matt barry here beating sam miller with a mm. dominant prof- uh, uh performance winning by almost 40 points here got you know patrick Mahomes. We, we've been saying it's finally showed up putting up a, him and daryl Darrell Williams combining for over 55 points. I mean, that's what that's what Matt Berry needs to get uh, his team right because it's been a tough sledding for people who had Chiefs recently. But I, I know I'm not you know I'm not thinking this is a Sam's in free fall yet. But you know when uh, hopefully he can start scoring above 100 because it has been he has been always hovering around there. So so Brian, what do you think about that? You know, critical matchup. So if you lose. Um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Kareem Hunt and Kamara is not playing during the week. If you can get 20 points out of your, uh, I guess, fourth string running back, Daryl Williams there, and 22 from uh, Stefan Diggs, that's a good start for uh, getting the points. And then, you know, Mahomes was eventually going to figure out how to put, up, put some points on the board. Yeah, I mean, it definitely was this week. Tom, what did you think? Um, yeah, no, this he, he hit the nail right on the head. That was the first thing I was going to mention was that all those extra points sitting on his bench injured. Um, yeah. Just the fact that he was able to, to come back around. I mean, Williams was, I believe he's the number one running back on the week, if I'm not mistaken. He, he had that, that good of a game. Um, and, uh, I mean, Mahomes obviously having the game of the year for him. He went from the eighth-ranked quarterback last week to number one. Uh, overnight, which is a huge jump to make, especially this late in the season. Stefan Diggs doing what Stefan Diggs should have been doing all year long. Um, you know, the surprising thing was, uh, and, and both their defenses really showed up. I mean, they picked the right matchups, um, and unfortunately that was just not ever going to be enough when your wide receivers 
you know, here, here's, I mean, this is my take on, on the Sam, uh, Sam's team from this one is, uh, I mean, A.J. Brown had literally no help against New Orleans. Metcalf, oh, my God, they played a terrible game against Green Bay. Oh, it looked awful. And, and then Mike Williams hasn't looked right since the first month. So, uh, I mean, his team has some cracks in it going right now. I mean, he's still got, you know, some depth on his team. He should have probably started Devonta Smith, obviously having a great game. Um, but that's neither here nor there. He still wouldn't have actually overcome the win. But, um, yeah, he, he's definitely got some uh, – and losing Robert Woods. Oh, another yeah, thing. I didn't even brutal. see that. Um, so, yeah, Sam's team, you know, looks a little more, uh, you know, I mean, he's not in, uh, infallible, but but he definitely looked vulnerable this week. Yeah, it, it's a little nerve-wracking with Sam. Uh, you know, we're t- we were talking about trades last week, and I, you know, we talked about he maybe has some good trade chips from a keep for pot- potential. You know, we talked about Waddle last week. Uh, I think I think he's primed to make some moves, especially with the injury to Robert Woods. So, you know, we'll see what, what comes of that in the next couple of weeks. But let's be honest, we all wanted to talk about since we have Brian on on the pod. Me versus Brian's matchup. There was, you know, Brian, whenever we talked prior to this week, you know, you're, we thought your running backs had great matchups. But little known fact here, my team had two of the top three running back performances for that for the week with Ramonde Stevenson and Antonio Gibson combining for over 40 points. And I had A.J. Dillon on the bench. Brian, I'll, I'll start with you. What, what were your thoughts through this week or this matchup? My initial thought, thought to start the week was I was hoping you weren't going to play Ramondre Stevenson. <laughs> he he looked poised to blow up. Um, aside yeah. from that, it, like it didn't look like Antonio Gibson was going to have a good game. He's been terrible and injured lately. They haven't been feeding him the ball. And then this week they just decided, hey, we're going to feed you and you're going to put up a ton of points. So when you get approximately, I don't know, 45 points from those two, it's a good start. Um, Kelsey was back to kind of doing Kelsey things, not putting up a ton of points, but giving you some uh, double digits. And then on the other side of the matchup, it was kind of the story of my season where everyone underperforms. Mm. Um, DeAndre Swift was pretty good. Zeke, he put up some points. Josh Allen, um, they had a bunch of – touchdowns but i was hoping some of those close ones he would rush in which he did not and then the rest of the wide receivers well they underperformed as per usual having a yeah i was gonna say i was worried about first when zeke had this two touchdowns at the beginning beginning of the game i was like oh no this is going to be a long day for me but i guess they didn't you know decide to move, move away from him which is to my benefit yeah it, it started out great and then took a, a quick turn downhill <laughs> Tom, what'd you think? You know, uh, it, it's everything did seem to kind of go your direction. This one, Dan, um, with the noticeable exception of a couple people, um, anybody in that Green Bay Seattle game just didn't really show up. Um, and also Arizona, uh, you know, their defense, like, I don't know what happened this week, but they suddenly look a whole lot more um, not like the best team in the NFC. Yeah. Yeah. So here's my take. I think we, um, you know, you hit it right in the head. You, you started the right, uh, um, you know, free agent pickup, Ramondre Stevenson having a monster game. Uh, Cup doing Cup things. Uh, you know, Pittman did well. Uh, I mean, just your team showed up, uh, except for mm-hmm. Aaron Jones who uh, and, and Lockett. For whatever reason, people that were in the Seattle Green Bay game, they just didn't even show up for work that day. Um, you know, that, that was the story of your, your game. And you had enough points to get over 100, which I always think is kind of like the magic number of getting a win in our league. If you're over 100 points, pretty good chance of, ma- of winning your matchup. Um, and on the other side, you know, Brian, it was just a lot of missed opportunity. I mean, like Dawson Knox getting 1.7 when they, when this team puts up 45 is beyond me. I don't know how they didn't target him or use him more in that game. Um, Tim Patrick Gallup underperformance Jacobs. That's the thing. Hey, Tom, did we lose him? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man I don't know what happened he might have to jump back on this happened last time or once, once before sounded like you got abducted by aliens <laughs> <laughs> he always has issues audio issues oh it's great his, his uh, third time through this ought to be a, a breeze <laughs> he, 
<laughs> He's probably ice fight Texan. Hold on, just like just. Uh... Yeah, because sometimes we'll do this, and he'll be, he'll be the one that because whoever sends it, like he mm-hmm. would lose service, and then all of a sudden the whole podcast just stops, and we have to redo the whole thing again. <laughs> it's like God damn it, Tom. <laughs> all right, Tom, yeah. you ready? Third yeah, I'm ready. Uh, anytime someone calls me, it just drops the oh. the, the recording completely. And so oh, randomly, gotcha. telemarketer. Um, so yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah. Whatever. Long story short, on this one, um, yeah. Anytime that Josh Jacobs goes up against um, a, a matchup where he's that his team's not winning, he does so poorly. It's like time and time again. It's like clockwork. So when they're down by this much, he was he was never going to get in the game enough. Um, but yeah, you know, that's just, like I said, it's matchups here. I think if there were, you know, slightly different matchups that were going into this one, um, there's a very good chance that Brian should have come out on top here, mm. uh, but uh, not this week. And uh, just as a reminder uh, of us going to non, you know, half PPR next season, Cooper Cup only scored 12.2 points this week. He had 11 catches. I'll, yeah. I'll put this, I'm excited to keep him next year. I'll put it that way. If, if Once we go to P, half PPR and, I imagine Brian's probably excited about keeping DeAndre Swift too, especially uh, the way he typically plays. Yeah, I'm definitely excited about that. Dan, your issue going forward might be picking the better of AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones every week. (laughs) (laughs) And it's definitely becoming a problem. I don't, I will say I am kind of fortunate or maybe unfortunate, depends on how you look at it, that having Aaron Jones out for the next week to two weeks, at least I know what Green Bay running back to start because that has definitely been. A problem where uh, not always knowing who to play because uh, whoever's the hot hand seems to be the one uh, needs to go, the one that they, the Green Bay runs with. But, uh, but yeah, it, it should definitely help them. Um, it should definitely help you knowing that he's going to get all the carries, not have to split them either. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. Don't worry about that. Uh, that can't be either. So, 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 guys, the next thing I want to talk to you guys about is you know is to kind of look at hey, we're kind, we kind of know who the playoff teams are. I believe. We have six people who have a 90% chance of making the playoffs. And then, Brian, your team miraculously has a 13% uh, chance to make the playoffs, even though in the standings, Dan Harris is technically above you, but he with a 1% chance. So, so what we want to do is ask you all, who do you think would kind of rank the – or what we predict the final uh, regular season, where each team would kind of fit in the playoffs – so I think, first of all, all six of us, I know, Brian, I'd love to hear your argument. We, we all think the six teams that are going to make the playoffs are Will, myself, Sam, Matt Barry, Tom, and Alisel. It, can we all probably agree on that? We can agree on that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> all right. So I'd love to know, who do you think we'll – start, we'll start working our way from bottom. From the, who would be the sixth seed to, to the number one seed? So sixth seed. Tom, I'll start with you. Who do you think is going to be the last team to make it into the playoffs? So, I mean, it's a little controversial, but I think kind of the way, way things are going at this point, and it depends a lot on what happens in, these, in this next week of matchups. Um, but if, if everything holds true, I think that Matt Berry is going to be the sixth seed. Ooh, the Fetty champ having to claw his way back. What do you, what do you think, Brian? Brian? Um, I think it's probably either going to be between Matt Barry or Alan So. I think the Ooh. others kind of have a leg up. Tom, I really like your running back wide receiver combos. I think you you're you're six and four at this point, but I think you have a good chance of putting up a lot of points every week. And hopefully, Kyler Murray gets healthy and you can keep playing him every week and not have to worry about throwing in Derek Carr or anybody. But I think other than that, I think everyone else seems to have a a bit of a leg up on Matt Barry now and so. So, Brian, you have Matt Barry. Let's, let's say we have Matt Barry at six and Alan So at five. Is that kind of what you're thinking? That's what I'm thinking, yeah. All right. So, and I, for me at six, I would probably have to go in the same direction. I think I'm, I'm right with you, Brian. I have Matt Barry at six, Alan So at five. I, I do think Matt Barry having a little life last week with the Chiefs starting to put up. Some numbers, but I do have concerns with his running back situation, especially, you know, I think Kamara, but um, now he has two chief running backs. I think, I think CEH is coming back. So 
you know, there could be some concern there. And I think, uh, you know, Alan So, I think, I think Tom, I think your team would probably sneak past Alan So for the, the fourth seed, uh, potentially, but we can get that next. But so I probably have Alan So at the number five. So, Tom, who do you have at number five? So, yeah, I have, I also have uh, Alan So there. Um, it, I think for him, his placement's going to come down to actually this next week he's playing Cinnamon, which I know we don't expect Cinnamon to do a whole lot um, any given week. But Alan So also has a serious number of players on bye this week. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be losing his quarterback and his second running back. He still has Jonathan Taylor and Devonta Adams, so he probably still has, still has enough firepower to get the job done. Um, uh, and also Fournette. Uh, Jamar Chase is coming back. So I still kind of favor uh, Alan So in this case, um, but I still think my team's slightly better. That's still a humble brag there. <laughs> so, so, Tom, who do you have? At, who, who, so, who would you have at number four then? Uh, well, I mean, I guess I can't really put myself any much higher than this. I'll have to put myself at four. Um, Record wise, it's just kind of where we are placed. Uh, but also, I just think that um, compared to the other teams that I'm playing against, I mean, I am playing against uh, Sam Miller this week. So if I beat him, I could see myself pushing for three. But um, I, I'm not sure if I played him before, but his team has been pretty hard to beat lately, um, with last week being the exception. So um, I'd have to put myself four. Well, who do you have, Brian, for? Um, this is going to be a battle between three and four for the, uh, the po- co- um, podcast co-hosts. I am going to put <laughs> Dan Grossman at number four. Ooh. Mm. I, I don't love your wide receiver depth, um, at the moment. And if, um, Stevenson might not be there starting running back going forward. Um, once yeah, Damian mm. Harris comes back, you might have some issues there if, Aaron Jones doesn't get healthy. You, you can put Cooper Cup in there, but he's on bye this week, so that's not going to help you right away. Obviously, going forward, having Lockett get back on track with Russell Wilson would be a big help, but he's kind of underperformed this year. So I, I think it's kind of close between you and Tom Maloney, but I think I put you at four. So, so Brian, I would probably agree. I, I had myself at four. Reason being, because I do, I think I have a little, some touch. I had the next two weeks, no offense to uh, Dan Hare and, um, and and Bobby, you know, two cupcakes. But then I play Will Krause, <laughs> and then I play Tom final week. So it could come down to who is the best match of Tom between you and I to, to get mm-hmm. that fourth seed and, you know, not have to play the number one seed. So I do think um, – I, I will have to go with with myself myself there. So so Tom, you have you, and then uh, me and uh... you know actually I'm, I'm gonna revise mine because <laughs> come come what is it week uh, come week fourteen when we play each other you're going down, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the difference maker right there. Yeah. That's the week of of uh, and your and your boy Ramondre Stevenson also on by that week. You're not even gonna be able to depend on him. Yeah, I, and plus yeah so. <laughs> I, I, all right, Tom. So, you, all right, so you're scratching yourself out of four and putting me at four. All right, all right. I guess, yep, all right, yep. we're behind that. So we're Tom, in pencil have, right now. Put <laughs> in pencil. I love it. So, <laughs> so three. Are you going to say? Do you have yourself at three? Think you're not yeah, going to Sam? Yeah. Okay, okay. I, I still think I'm at, at, at three at the, at the end of the day here because even if I do end up beating Sam, he's got what two games on me right now. So, um, yeah. you know, he he's still going to be ahead by record. Um, and, uh, and, and I think that he's going to be able to finish off strong. I mean, let's take a look at um, the rest of his schedule. Yeah. He plays two versus sentiment and two versus Dan Hare. Uh, oh. Almost two guaranteed wins. That makes it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Dan. <laughs> I mean, hey. upsets have happened. You know, these yeah, things can true, happen. That's true. That's true. But you're, I mean, like if we're, if we're trying to read it as, you know, he's supposed to win the, the games that he's favored in and lose and potentially compete with the ones he's not. If he beats me or I beat him this week, uh, I think it just widens or shortens the gap of him still end up beating me by, by a game. Uh, so I put him at two. All right. Well, Brian, what do you have? Yeah, I have the same top three here. I have Will, obviously, number one begrudgingly, even though he's still behind Sam Miller. Um, 
I think he eventually gets enough points and wins to pass Sam. And I think Sam, with his two-game lead on Maloney at the moment, is probably a bit too much with four weeks left to come back. Not impossible, but a little bit implausible at the moment. Yeah, having that two-game lead does make a difference. Actually, I'm going to be good. I'm going to have Sam at number one, and here's why. I think Sam has a pretty – you just talked about he has potentially two cupcakes. Will has a pretty tough upcoming schedule. He does play, if I'm not mistaken, he does play Dan Hare this week. So, he, you know, in theory, he should win. But after that, he has to play uh, – he plays Alan So, who we discussed has been one of a breakout team this year. Then he has to play my team, who, you know, who, you never know what you'll get there. And then he plays Matt Barry. So, he his last three games are probably the toughest ga- uh, – his ga- probably the toughest schedule for the last three games. So, you don't know what could happen – Injuries could, could, could swing his team one way or another, but uh, so I, that's why I have Sam, Will, Tom, myself, Alan, so and then Matt Berry to wrap off the, the playoffs. So, I, 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 I th- so it seems like we kind of all have, I guess, Will and um, I should say Brian and Tom. Look, at you guys both have Will at number one over Sam. I think he's going to catch up, catch pass uh, Sam in the next couple weeks. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, yeah, Will. Uh, he's still, you know, he, he's going to finish in the top two. Um, I think he pushes for number one just because he does end up having, I mean, he does have a harder schedule, but his team is still, I think, the the most stacked top-heavy team in the league. So even though he's got a hard schedule, he's also expected to put up a lot of points, and I think he's going to edge it out. Um, if by points alone, um, I think he's still going to end up uh, having the lead then. Yeah. No. I, so I will say one just, thing with with uh, Will's team, he's going to need Saquon and McCaffrey to both stay healthy, which obviously is a huge question mark for them lately. Um, his running back depth is getting very thin with Cordero Patterson going going out, and uh, well, obviously we know Derrick Henry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was definitely a, a really tough loss for him. He Adrian went from. Peterson. Yeah. He went from three number one running backs to two if they stay healthy. Yeah, especially, in, you know, with Barkley and McCaffrey, as you hit it, you just don't know if they're going to be there each week. Uh, just they just the injury uh, history is definitely something to be concerned. So uh, it looks like he's probably out of moves because uh, he doesn't have any trade capital to, to uh, move. So I'm guessing he's, he's kind of probably stuck with this team. But I, I do want to say one thing. I forgot to mention this on the top. We had a trade last week that was a little surprising. And, and Tom, this involved you. Uh, this wasn't no options, no swaps, derivatives, or anything. This was a simple trade with Matt Sentiment. So giving up Chase Claypool and who's our guy? Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas and in return getting Mike Evans. Brian and five dollars and oh and five sorry and five dollars because now Sentiman um, has five dollars that he can receive if needed. So so Brian, what was your first initial thought when that trade went through? I think that's a great trade for um, for Tom, for Tom to get Mike Evans. He's in one of the most high powered offenses in the league. He's given up Claypool, who's not been his usual self from last year, and Michael Thomas, who is right now a total wild card. Um, He's, I, I think they said he's not playing this year, correct? He's out for the year. Um, yeah. So, so as a keeper, um, he can keep him for nine dollars next year, um, Cinnamon. So, that'll be good if he comes back healthy. But after sitting out a year, you never know what people are going to come back as. Um, some people come back and they're better or right at where they were before, and some people they just get injured and continue to uh, stay kind of on the the injury IR wagon. So. I think it's really good for um, Maloney this year. If he's in the playoffs, if you're in the playoffs, you never know what can happen. All you got to do is get there and win one week, and you're in the semifinals. So, 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 Tom, when I saw that trade come through, I thought it was highway robbery by you. I don't think I don't. I'm gonna be honest. I don't think Claypool or Thomas have any keeper rally next year. I'm gonna say I just I think I think it was highway robbery. You just took it from sentiment, um, got his best receiver back from him and I, I mean I think 
to be honest, I'm quite jealous you made that trade. It was a great trade for you. It, it's, it's, I think it really elevated your team. We've discussed how your receivers have been one of the, one of the, of all the playoff teams, one of the worst and you definitely have solidified. So I, kudos from here. I think that was a great move by you and um, getting $5 back perplexing. Like I, I, I just shocked how great of a trade that was for you. Yeah, I you know it was something that I'd been working on. This is actually a couple of weeks uh, of of trying to figure this one out because I wanted to try and appeal to you know what, um, you know what was needed here, right? I mean, like I knew that Cinnamon was was basically like he knew he was punting till next season, and uh, as far as like what values we had, he was much, far more willing to trade somebody that he was not going to potentially keep next year. Um, for some value that he could potentially he could use, so I, I instead of giving him like a sure thing, which I mean, I think sentiment like as far as like we we both approached it very logically. Like he knew that I couldn't I couldn't give him up somebody that could help me this year, but potentially somebody that he could keep next year is is completely on the table. Um, it all kind of hinged on whether or not I could get the first trade through because I already kind of the whole reason I dra- I traded for Michael Thomas was to include him in this trade. So mm-hmm. that was, you know, it was, it was, took some planning to get it there. But then once we did, he was like, yeah, I still want to do the trade because I think that in the long run, I have two chances of getting somebody that could be good for me next year, as opposed to a guy that's holding no weight for me right now. And I can't take any more draft dollars. So it was kind of like it killed two birds with one stone. I'm really happy about that trade. And, uh, and, you know, I, I'm not sure if I can top what I'm doing this year. <laughs> Probably your best yeah. team put together. You're pretty stacked at running back, wide receiver, and quarterback. Tight end is your. You kind of have to flip a coin every week of who's gonna. Should I should I do a trade with, with Bobby their... and and try and get some <laughs> some tight end help? I, I I'm worried about doing that. I, I think, uh, but but Bobby, if you got a decent trade for once in your life, I'm willing to listen. <laughs> you don't don't want to make a deal with the devil, as they say. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, you, you never know what you're giving up for making a deal with them. This segment is brought to you by Thirsty Turtle. We can come on down to Route 1, drink, party, and dance the night away. All you need is a valid form of identification. And currently, we are accepting the following. A driver's license, a passport, a credit card with any name on it, a Costco membership card, a valid library card, a student ID that resembles a redhead or Willie's, any professional trading cards, and any compelling Tinder profiles. Well, we look, we look forward to seeing you there. Come for the beers and stay for the dancing. We are not responsible for any stabbings or any man who asks you to dance while holding a towel in his back pocket. And we're back. So, so Brian, we, we got you on the pod. You know, we got a couple of questions like we asked all our, all our guests on the pod. And uh, I kind of want to first start out with this, is, you know, a question here with you were the team probably do it two or three weeks ago, Tom. Correct me if I was wrong. When we did the midseason, you know, power rankings. Brian, your team was over, I think, as high as two, if I'm not mistaken, in the top four. What happened? Uh, like, well... They all stopped putting up points. <laughs> um, people got injured. Um, I got the Bobby Jinx. <laughs> all, all bad things happen. A, a bad run of bye weeks. Um, teams putting up zeros. Buffalo not scoring like two weeks ago was pretty rough. So it, it's been a little rough go. Yeah, I was going to say, Brian, uh, you're definitely one of those teams that, like, I, I, I kind of felt like, and, and you even, like, called us out on it like, that following week of, like, disrespect uh, for your team. And, I mean, not to say that we were maybe possibly, you know, proven right, some of us that had you ranked lower, but, I mean, obviously, a lot of, you know, bad things didn't go your way. You had some great pickups this season, too. I mean, Elijah Mitchell. I mean, to have hung on to him for as long as you did was, you know, pretty impressive. Uh, Zeke being like what we always kind of expected. But, I mean, yeah, you, you just had, uh, you know, no love from a lot of your wide to the season. 
And, uh, and I think that, you know, what, 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 um, if looking back now, is there anything you would change about what you, you know, over the last month? Um, over the last month, not really. I mean, if I still look at the team, I really like everyone on it. Not everyone, obviously. There's some, a few weak spots, but like the starters with, Running backs being Zeke, Josh Jacobs, DeAndre Swift, and um, Eli Mitchell. After starting the year with Dobbins as my my number two, I really don't feel like that's that's terrible. And then I thought I would just generally get way more out of Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, and uh, um, I had oh, well I thought Miko Hardman is just the uh, the <laughs> if that that never comes. It's like he, he's fast with a great quarterback. Why doesn't he do anything? But I probably should have dumped him a while back. I think I might have picked him up this week just in case um, one of the injured guys got um, called out for the week. But I don't know. It's If I look at the team, I don't have any huge regrets. It's just sometimes it doesn't work out. Yeah, uh, just to tag on that one point when you mentioned Nico Hardman, he's been <laughs> the whipping boy of this podcast for pretty much the whole season. So uh, having him on your team is not a recipe for success. So uh, <laughs> listeners of the pod, take note. <laughs> I, I will say as someone who paid $10 for him at, at the draft time, definitely uh, who Tom, I think we both agreed was my least valuable player. Yeah, let's uh, let's see. He's been on one, two, three, four teams so far. Oh, he'd probably yeah. be on a fifth. You never yeah. know. Yeah, if I need to make a move, he's the first cut. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Brian, it seems like you know we kind of talked earlier about you know who the top teams are going to make it, and we obviously your teams probably you know we had said it's like a thirteen percent chance of making a playoff. So pretty much you know you're looking to next year. So what what are your kind of thoughts going into next year? Think about making any big moves. What what, what are your what are your plans? Um, open to making a move this year. Maybe offloading some of the higher priced people. Um, I'm excited to keep DeAndre Swift next year. He's going to be well. Hopefully, you never know with the Lions, but uh, <laughs> he should be a pretty solid keeper. Um, have some other fairly low priced guys that might be able to to keep um i would like to keep elijah mitchell but i paid 36 dollars off waivers for him so <laughs> oh is that's... that the one where bobby said he paid 39 mysteriously and it never took yeah that's the one <laughs> yep so yeah, he would he would be a great keeper for nick I mean, also too 49ers like running backs it's a revolving door i'm sure well, if there's any yeah injuries... now they have um next year they'll have mostert and uh, jeff wilson just came back so and who knows whatever happens to Trey Sherman, the uh, somebody who I thought was good, being somewhat decent, turned out to be pretty much non-existent this year. So yeah, they seem like they have a plethora of running backs over there. He is still mm-hmm. out there, and it's kind of not to the same extreme, but it's kind of the same with the Patriots. We're like, hey, if you're hot, we're going to use you, but if you have one bad series, uh, you might not play for the next two games. Yeah, that's true. I mean, have you have you put any thought into? Um, I mean, so you, you mentioned a couple of guys on your team. Um, so uh, you know, as far as like, uh, are these uh, like the guys you kind of consider to be like your favorites that you're planning on keeping, uh, or are you like eyeing other guys on, on different teams? I mean, like, is there a certain position that you're potentially looking for? Um, it's, it's some of both. Um, I'd probably I'll probably be looking to offload Zeke. I've got a few uh, a few offers from people recently. Um, but um, I'll, I'll have to look back at what the keeper prices I have were for Keenan Allen and Jacobs because I know that um, I think I kept both of those, but I had some leftover draft money from last year. So um, it, it could, it, I think you kept, yeah, I remember, you, I think you kept Dobbins and Allen. I, and I oh, think Dobbins, right. that was it. That was it, yeah. <laughs> A, a non, yeah, I guess you could say a non-existent keeper. Yeah, uh, just you know that must have been brutal. Like, how did how did you think not having Dobbins and losing a keeper kind of affected your team? Because coming into the year, I, I know we all you know, we thought that was a great you know keeper. You, you again, you, I think you had extra money because of that. Um, how did how did that kind of impact your season? Because because and if I'm not mistaken, was he kept? You try to keep him after he got uh, before he got hurt, correct? Yeah, I'm, 
I, I kept him. The, the draft was at like, I don't know, 4 p.m. And then he got injured at That's like right. 6 p.m. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I was at the uh, I was at the Orioles game and I saw the text coming through and I was like, "You guys are just screwing with me." And then I saw that you were in fact not screwing with me. I mean, I think that you know, on the short term, it definitely probably affected in some way your uh, strategy when you were drafting running backs, figuring you at least had your second spot kind of locked up and you're looking maybe at more wide receiver help there. But um, yeah, yeah, I was know, I was really excited having. Zeke, Jacob, Swift, and Dobbins for, for running back. But when one of them went out immediately, that was a, a bit of a rough, a rough patch. Yeah, this seems like this year has been a little bit more injury prone for, for running back. So it's uh, more, more often, than, more so than uh, in years past. Uh, it, just, it, it seemed like whoever was able to pick up the backups has ended up doing well in, in like these last few weeks because, I mean, look at all the, all the waiver wire stars that we've seen lately. Uh, so, I mean, I feel like that maybe attributed a little bit to, uh, you know, some of your downfall um, in that, like, you know, you, you needed uh, maybe to be more active in the waiver wire. Um, I know you had some young guys that you picked up, like Dawson Knox was huge uh, for a time. And uh, you got obviously Elijah Mitchell, but there's, you know, I, I think in the past, we just kind of expect to see more of you be more active on that, on that waiver wire. Um, always seems like your team kind of comes up strong in the end. Yeah, I started a little slow on the waiver wire. I didn't want to spend all the, the fab, um, but turns out that there's not a lot of players going lately that you would you would want to spend a lot. So I probably should have been a little more, more earlier on in the season. Um, I was really excited to get um, – He was so excited. He just—he was so excited to get <laughs> nobody, nobody. We are sitting here waiting on pins and needles. Anticipation, <laughs> you know. Literally, just can't wait to hear what the answer to this one was. But he's just going to leave us on a cliffhanger. It's okay, folks. He'll be back soon, hopefully. We hope. <laughs> we'll keep waiting and waiting yeah. for the. Sorry, about Brian. It, it was a cliffhanger. We want to know who. Wanna know who yeah. it was? <laughs> who was the guy you were trying Who's to go the after? Guy? <laughs> I'm not sure when I when I got disconnected, I was just talking away there. Um, <laughs> earlier on in the season, but then I did I was excited to get Eli Mitchell, but he played there for you go. one one week and then he was out for a while. So I don't know. I, I just, thought you did pretty well with some of the the, the, the waiver wires, you know, trying to take a different approach, Tom. I thought you especially you know Tim Patrick's done pretty well. Um, you know, Elijah Mitchell, no, um, Dawson Knox. I, I, I just thought like you and Dan Hare, the two teams I thought at the beginning of the year just kind of got like not decimated, but had a really hard time with injuries uh, coming the year. Like, you know, Jace, Josh Jacobs was in and out, you know, Elijah Mitchell. Um, I mean, I feel like, you know, Zeke, I feel like you're always worried, but, and then obviously losing Dobbins, I think it just seemed like you, injuries kind of really played you this year, especially the beginning of the year. Um, uh, yeah, in- injuries, underperformance—it's it, just the whole gamut of everything. It's just sometimes it doesn't go the way you hope or planned. So, so I know, I know, uh, Brian, you talk about making some moves, stuff like that. Have you received any outrageous trades from Bobby? We always love to hear what the most outrageous ones uh, you, you've gotten from him, or maybe he's just so far out of it he doesn't—he hasn't proposed any. No, he hasn't really proposed any trades. He's thrown out names of people I want. Um, he, he tried to give me Brady and Kittle a couple weeks ago, but <laughs> I, I, I was reluctant to give away. Um, he's obviously only interested in draft dollars for next year. And I, I was reluctant to give away any of that when I was fighting from behind. And I, I felt Brady wasn't a huge upgrade over Josh Allen and both Kittle and Watt. Killer, sorry, Kittle and Waller have been, I don't know, they're still fairly good, but Waller's eighth for the year and Kittle's 17th for the year. I mean, they both have had their injuries and issues, but I don't know. I didn't feel like I was in the mood, the mood to, um, to make a move that, I don't know, when I'm already kind of out of it would also injure my chances of next year. Yeah. 
I, I got to say, not not trading with Bobby is, is usually <laughs> usually the right move there. <laughs> I, I will say, Brian, I do think you kind of have a slight advantage because, you know, Sentiment and Dan Hare, they kind of can't really make any moves in terms of getting draft capital. You're the, you're the, you're kind of the last. I, I mean, Bobby has that potential, but let's be honest here. You know, Bobby really only has the two tight ends and maybe Brady. So his his uh, terms of capital. I mean, you got you know. I know obviously you mentioned DeAndre Swift or Keeper, but you know you do have like Hopkins, Zeke, you know guys who are. Could it would help a team. Uh, it would help a team. Yeah, now. exactly. Yeah, I, I would be surprised if Sandy Miller doesn't try and get Brady. With Jalen Hurts as his quarterback, I feel like he should. Uh, he should try and make a move there. It's like the perfect counter. I I think I think that'd be a good move. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think I think so too. I think he would be. Uh, I mean, because Brady, at his age, just keeps still putting up numbers, surprisingly. Um, yeah, and and they're just going to throw constantly because he wants all the touchdowns he can get. <laughs> He's setting the record books this season so he can actually retire for once. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's not going to – he's going to yeah. win another championship with Tampa and then try and find a third team that he can take to the uh, to glory. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, uh, last question I have um, – as far as, uh, you know, looking ahead into the future here, um, who's your prediction to take it all down this year? Ooh. I think it's it's hard to go away from Will as long as everyone stays healthy for him. No He's upsets, got, huh? Okay. I, I, I mean, I just don't see it. He, there's, there's obviously a chance any week he can have a bad week, but he needs to have a lot of really good stars to have bad weeks to not – hit a hundred points every time. No, I, I think that's right. But uh, so Brian, you know, it's great to have you. Just I guess the last question, you know, we, we got next week's preview. We're, we're looking in to see who's playing who. It looks like you got to play Matt Barry. Uh, looks like, you know, I know you, with your slim chance of making the playoffs, it seems like that's a, like a must win. Are you just kind of thinking, Hey, you know what? It's let's see what I can get before that. In terms Another- of trading. They're, they're all must wins now, but um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to look into a few trades before then, I think. Um, not all right. not all about draft capital, but maybe getting a, a keeper player or two for next year as well. I think that's the way to go. Uh, is there any other matchups that you're excited for, for? I mean, I think next week the matchup for me is seeing Tom versus uh, – Sam, I think we talked about that earlier. I think that's definitely the matchup of the week. I'm kind of excited to see that one. I don't know. We got Dan Hare versus Bobby the Great coming up here. <laughs> <laughs> the toilet bowl uh, game again. Yeah, it's always it's it's always a little unfortunate we have. Uh, well, actually, it, no. It's it's uh, isn't it, Dan? Aren't you playing Bobby next week? It's week eleven, uh, right? Yeah, I'm playing Bobby. I think uh, who's playing? Yeah, I'm playing. No, uh, somebody's playing. Oh, there's a lot of there's no toilet bowls. There's Every, there's all the three and sevens and below teams are playing somebody at least competitive. Yeah, um, it looks like Dan Hare versus Will um, has a pretty good matchup here, it looks like, on yeah. paper. On paper. <laughs> yeah, it, it's only 11-point favors to Will, but all but the, the defense and Connor over Saquon is <laughs> favored by Will. <laughs> so th- th- they're close at least. So maybe yeah. he can be upset and – knock Will down a little bit more in the standings. Yeah. I will say one thing. Is it just me or this is the first year where we've had the, almost the playoff teams decided so early? You know, yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like we're always going to that last week. I feel like I get a text message like, what are the scenarios for me to make the, you know, the playoffs? But this year just feels really weird where we actually had the six teams who were, you know, pretty much all the guarantee to make it and then the four who aren't it it just seems so odd and is, is that just me or is have you guys both noticed that no, no I, I agree I it's fairly it early especially with the the extra week this year yeah for sure i thought we would at least make it a little i thought it would be a little more interesting because it, it, it does kind of i feel like hopefully it doesn't take away too much of the enjoyment from you know from you sentiment and dan hair because it, it Definitely want to keep you all engaged other than uh, just trying to trade for, you know, the best trade at this point because we'll have, we have to think of a way to maybe make the, the bottom half a little more uh, Yeah, one uh, p- potential uh, new rule for next year I was Ooh. thinking about, um, I've done it in a couple other leagues, is 
like say the the top five make the top five standings make the uh, playoffs, and then the sixth is the highest point total. Ooh. Like remaining. Say that again. Like so, the sixth would be the highest point total remaining, probably because I mean it would. Yeah, yeah. Rem- the out of the remaining team. like five teams. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh. Interesting. That would be interesting. An interesting little wrinkle uh, to have. I do think it would keep everybody engaged. It's- yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how. Um, ESPN would be able to do that. <laughs> That's the biggest problem, right? Yeah, Probably I don't know. I don't know if you can. On that one. <laughs> I don't know if you can manually kick a team out and then slide another one into the playoffs. <laughs> um, but yeah, that actually my... would be the way to do it. Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you made the playoffs, but you're in sixth place and you didn't <laughs> score enough points, so you're out. <laughs> yeah, in my other, in one of my uh, twelve-team leagues, one team's eight and two. And then there's um, ten other teams that are six and four or four and six. Oh my god! Between Jesus. that, so like every team is within like two games of second place. And then there's like one team that's like two and eight. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a three and seven and eight and two. Everyone else is six, four, five, and five or four and six. It's god. incredible. Wow, quite the opposite of this league. <laughs> it is, yes. Yeah, I yeah, I said this is the same. Where I feel like even most of the other leagues I'm in, there's everybody's a bunch around like seven and three to you know three and seven. None of this you know huge disparity between the top teams yep. and the bottom team. So I don't know. Now, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, this is to, a one year thing. To be said about my uh, top five in the standings, make the playoffs, and then the next point total, it would still be the top six. <laughs> so. I, uh, I saw that. It'll still be Alan Stone who makes it. <laughs> Yep. So you're, maybe you're, not a maybe not a big change as I thought. You're still eighty points away uh, from the. There's from, still a chance. There's still a chance. You never know. It's that, thir- it's that thirteen percent chance, baby. I mean, we saw. Hey, we saw Will put up almost two hundred points against me. So let's be good. You never know. You can catch up real quick. Yep. Uh, but. Well, Brian, it was great to have you on. Um, it was long overdue. Thanks for you know clearing your calendars and uh, and making not a problem. <laughs> Anytime, if you uh, if you need another guest host uh, later in the season, let me know. All right, well, oh, I'm, I'm sure you... there will be an opportunity or two. <laughs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> we can have a uh, an everyone out of the playoffs podcast. Oh, I love it. We could have, yeah, that'd be great having you. Uh, oh gosh, Bobby will <laughs> monopolize it though. Let's be honest, he would just right? talk the whole time. It would just be Bobby and Sediment talking while Dan Hare and Brian just try to get try to get any comment in. <laughs> So, well, perfect. Well, thank you all, and we'll uh, we'll see you all next week. All right, gentlemen, have a great night. You too.